This is Calissa. And Sarah. And this is Hannah. And we have our fourth guest. I actually reached out to Kenna. Mm -hmm. I think she's an interesting person. I've heard you a couple times. I went to a mom group at a coffee place, and I liked everything, the whole conversation of what everyone was talking about moms. And so I saw that you just became a doula. You took over. Yeah, I did. Yep. And I just wanted to reach out and I'm so glad that you're here. I'm super excited to be here. So go ahead and explain yourself. Yeah. So explain yourself. Explain yourself. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. Um, so I am, a doula is a birth and labor support person. Um, so essentially I'm there to help you with whatever you need. I do childbirth ed also to just explain to women like what's going on in your body because here in the western culture mm-hmm. uh, we're not educated on mm-hmm. our bodies mm-hmm. yeah we don't and have that body connection i don't feel like no and especially with birth the the stigma around birth is it's scary you're going to mm-hmm. die like all these things are going to happen mm-hmm. and in other cultures and way before the 19th century, that was not the case. Women were empowered and they had babies and were okay. And it wasn't until the 20th century, or sorry, the 1920s, where things started to shift from midwifery to OB uh, hospital care. And um, that's when like the medical field took over and the fear started to be instilled. So it's bringing back these like, ancient okay so like these old practices they're being gone and taken over by modern medicine yeah yeah a lot of it has been so I'm just here to help women through childbirth and labor and also to educate them and empower them Mm -hmm. be an advocate for them because a lot of time in that setting you you get pressured into things that like you didn't even know they say they're giving you like an informed consent, but they're only telling you half of the stuff or maybe not even half of the stuff that could be done. They're in the medical field. A lot of times they like to give you, this is your option. And this is the one that I want you to choose. And then this is like worst case scenario. So you have two choices when really there's like a lot of other choices, especially with birth. I'm there to be like a third party to also be an advocate. For yeah, them. just I can't speak for women at all in the medical field. Obviously, I can't say like she doesn't want that because that's <laughs> not. I can't do that. Nobody can do that legally. Right. Um, only the woman who is being taken care of can be the one to say like I don't want that. I want this or something. Yeah. But I can get them to stop and be like, okay, in your birth plan you did say that you wanted this or this. Let's stop and talk about it. So like advocacy that way too. So. One big misconception, I think, out there about doulas is that you're a midwife. Can you talk about the difference there? Yeah, so a midwife actually has to go through medical training in order to be a midwife. And they are the people who birth the babies, catch the babies, and take care of if there's any stitches that need to be handled afterwards. They're actually, they have to be a registered nurse, I believe, in order to be a midwife. I don't have to go through any medical training to become a doula because I am not... I'm not a medical staff member at all. I am just a support person. That's all that it is. It sounds bad to say that's all that I do, but (laughs) that's a huge part of having kids in general. Yeah, it's to have support. That's what I do is support. I'm not in any way, I cannot diagnose, I cannot prescribe, I cannot, I can't do any of that. That's all out of my scope of practice. The only thing that's in my scope of practice is to support, be like, a non-judgmental support person. And birth can go so many different ways and it's okay if it goes the way that it goes and it's not your plan. Yeah, My job is to support your decision yep. in that process. So how did you get started with this? Did you have a doula with your, I you did. have two kids, right? Yeah, okay. I didn't have a doula for my first one. Yeah, And I think like hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? You're like, oh God, I wish I would have done that now. Yeah. Yes. Um, so... I didn't have a doula for my first, but then she had helped, like she did childbirth ed with me before, but I didn't have her there for labor and delivery. And then when we got home, I was having problems breastfeeding. I couldn't get him to latch and stuff. So I had her come and help me with all that. And she helped me a lot postpartum. Mm -hmm. And that's another service that I offer is there's also like postpartum doula services. Mm -hmm. I have a mom that I'm taking care of right now. And I like just went over to her house and held her baby while she was like, 
I just want to do something to make me feel normal. Oh so gosh, I want to clean my so house, nice. hold the baby. I'm Ugh. like, I can wear the baby and help you clean. And she's like, no, <laughs> I want to do it. I'm like, okay, you got it, girl. You do you. Wow. I, I got the baby. Okay. So yeah, it was cool. Nice. But with my second, I I was like, this time we're having a doula for sure. And I had her there and everything went so smoothly and so fast that I was discouraged because I hyped myself up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be in labor and I'm going to do this. And then it was like three and a half hours and the baby was here. And I was what? like, what the hell? Oh. <laughs> like, are you serious? I was discouraged. I know that sounds weird, but like, yeah. I was like, you're, you're so like prepared. That yes. adrenaline yes. rush it is so wasn't high. What you pictured. No, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. I was expecting like my labor with my first wasn't super long either. It was like eight hours, which is like pretty short for your first labor. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting to at least be in labor for eight hours. And, but it was like three from the moment I had a like legit active labor contraction yeah. to when baby was here. And I was like, I didn't even get to do it like I wanted to, but okay. So, it, but it was great because I didn't have any medication that time. I just yeah. like everything was, it just went. Like my body was like, yeah, we're doing this. Did so. you drink any of that raspberry leaf tea? I did a little bit, not a whole lot. It I tastes ate, like barf. It's yeah, but so I took gross. it like a shot. I did, I <laughs> there did you the go. Capsules. Yep. Did you? Oh, that's a good okay. idea. Yeah. Oh. That's a good idea. I feel like it made a difference. It did. So, I feel like it did too for me. With my I felt like my uterus was more ready. Ooh. Like, like it, yeah, I could the feel iron it in that oh. a lot sooner because I started taking it like. 36 weeks as yeah. soon as they yeah. Your last yeah. trimester, that's when they yeah. say, go for it. And mm. I just really felt like I had a lot of, not Braxton Hicks, because they weren't painful, but I could like definitely tell my uterus was like Your muscles getting working. into shape. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they were like contractions though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called prodormal labor is mm. what that's called. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially your body, like it's, Braxton Hicks don't, they're more like of these contractions that are towards the sides of your uterus of like it tensing up. But um, prodormal labor actually is very, like it's good. It's like early labor essentially. Mm -hmm. And it helps your body like prepare for labor. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Yeah. it's really cool. Like all of it is just so, Mm -hmm. so awesome. But it's always crazy that the second pregnancy always seems to go smoother. And I don't know why, because your first one is just rough. Yeah. That's where I'm (laughs) like, I wish I would have had, you know, a doula or someone who's like, more prepared of what's going to happen because I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. And I find that's super common because the first time you're like, oh yeah, like it's just, I don't know what I'm doing. And like you go through it and then like at the end you're like, oh shit, I don't know (laughs) what I was doing there. So, um, and then the second time you're like, okay, I'm going to be more prepared this time and stuff. So I know like I even did it, but I know it probably sounds like taboo me saying it but I think it's super important to have a doula your first time especially if you're not versed in the birth world and you don't really have a lot of knowledge in it or you haven't seen somebody give birth like yeah it's just a whole new I didn't even heard of I've never heard of a doula before yeah until I heard about all these mom groups yep and I was like what is a doula Uh so I started looking into it and yeah I looked into getting a doula for my third because I was determined to have a VBAC. Mm, yeah. And I was at a going to, had to travel to a farther away hospital. Mm. I was with a doctor I'd never met before. I'd had no rapport with them. And I just wanted to really make sure that they were going to support I want a VBAC. Yes. Yeah. Because the reason I had a C-section in the first place was kind of baloney. They thought my baby was going to be too big. And I had a shoulder dystocia with my first. It wasn't like I had a complication and needed a C-section. It was they were afraid I was going to have a complication. And I was so determined to have a VBAC. And I had the most magical VBAC in the world because I had a super supportive doctor who was like, I absolutely want this for you. I'm supportive. We're going to do everything we can to get you your VBAC. So had that not been the case and they were trying to steer me the same way, they did it with my second one where it was like, oh, I don't think this is going to work. So there is a gigantic shift I'm finding because like my first is it just turned five and like the baby friend, like mom, baby friendly atmosphere that happened. I gave birth both times. They just aren't as progressive. <laughs> they just aren't as progressive as yes, like the not. other hospitals, yes. I feel yeah. like. And they don't have any midwives on staff. They yeah. did at one point and then they it's were been gone years, and then I they're think. back. So, but that's a big thing too, is like a lot more women are like, I want a midwife to take care of me because that's somebody who specializes in birth. Obviously we're going to want somebody who is has like a specialty in this like not just like an OB is somebody who specializes in vaginas 
uteruses. Yes, the but so a medical, a birth that needs like medical attention. Yeah. So like an abnormal birth. I, I hate saying abnormal. Complicated. There we go. There's complications with the birth or something like severe complications. I'm talking. Most births do not need to be attended by an OB unless there's like major complications, mm-hmm. and that's the only reasons that OBs really need to be there per se is okay. because like of if there was like major complications most births can be taken care of by a midwife and midwives will af- actually like tell you there's certain things that are out of my scope of practice and if you ever start to see any of these things I'm firing you as my client essentially and I won't take care of you anymore because there's rules what they can do also I know one of them is if a woman goes past 42 weeks being pregnant, they mm-hmm. have to give birth in a hospital, even if the midwife goes to the hospital to give birth, because yep. otherwise the midwife can lose her license. Yeah. Yeah. There's also really strict rules with midwifery, too. Do you have a lot of strict rules? So I have rules as far as I can't practice out of my scope of practice. So I can't touch the baby at all. Like, I can't catch a baby. I can't do anything with the baby themselves until after they're born. Then I also have to ask permission. Can I help you breastfeed? Can I like touch the baby and help adjust and stuff like that? I do have to be very careful in what I'm doing because I could get slapped with a Mm -hmm. lawsuit on my hands of practicing without a license. And that's prison time right there. I will not attend any births that are unassisted, which means no midwife just and I'll attend home births. That's totally fine with me. But Have I, you? I haven't. Oh, not that's yet. exciting. Oh. Not, no, yet. not yet. Yeah. If you ever do, let me know. Okay. <laughs> okay. I am. I definitely want to. I'm like yeah. the more I'm getting into my schooling and stuff. I'm definitely interested to see how a home birth would go. Yeah. But there is. Yeah. There is rules against things. Yeah. And that would be tricky. I think you feel like you have to educate the mom on what your role is and what your rules are so that they don't get confused and ask you to do something that is outside of that too. Yeah, I actually have contracts that I have all my clients sign that say just straight up saying in no way can I control this birth. So just because you are hiring me does not mean that all of your birth wishes will come true. I'm not a fairy. I'm not a magician. I can't Mm -hmm. do that. A birth is unexpected and so many things can happen. And there's nothing I can do or even, honestly, even you can do to control it. It just happens. And so those are things that I put in there. Like, I can't diagnose and prescribe. Any information I am giving you is purely, like, information. It is not a diagnosis or telling you to... Medical advice. Yeah, medical advice. I can't take your temperature. I can't do any clinical work. Um, So I, like, try to state that right out and go over it with my clients and have them sign stuff, too. So What's been your overlap so far with, um, like, your scope of practice and, like, what the husband has done? Because my husband was pretty fucking useless. <laughs> I was like, say, no how does offense. the husband feel? Because you know? I asked him to like leave me the fuck alone and be quiet and don't yeah. look at me, don't talk to me, don't do anything. And he was great about that. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. He had no role at all. What's your overlap so far? Like you're- It's all over the board. So mm-hmm. there's husbands that like sit in the corner and watch mm-hmm. the football game. Oh and the wife, is, and they know that their husband is going to be like that, and unfortunately. And they're like, I need somebody to help support me. Because the medical staff at the hospital or the birthing center- can't fully support you. Like they can give you like, I think the statistic was like 10% of the support because like they have other Mm, patients they have have to go take care of. So like only the medical staff can only do so much. So that's why it's important to have somebody there who is like a hundred percent devoted to just you and is never going to leave your side. Maybe just to go like pee and get a drink and eat a little bit like short breaks like that, but be right there with you all the time. I've had husbands too that are like, they are the overachievers and they like burn themselves out in a labor because they're like over here getting everything, running around, doing all this stuff. And then like, then they're like, oh, I'm tired. I need to take a nap. And I'm like, I'll take over for you. You go take a nap and rest. Like, she's tired too. Okay. Let's not say that in front of her. She's going to kill you. (laughs) Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering about the husband too. There's all sorts of so many. Yeah. It's a huge variety of men that I see. 
I have something a little off topic. I listened to the podcast called Something Was Wrong. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. And mm -hmm. it just talks, it goes into like these stories about how people were just off and they couldn't put their finger on them, but like the mm -hmm. story of unraveling like narcissists and things mm -hmm. like this. And one whole season is focused around birth doulas. Yeah. And there is was a woman who had a birth fetish. Oh, sexy. What? And so what? she no. hired all of these doulas in Can Canada, this is where it took place. Based on a true story? This is all true. Oh, they have boy. all the doulas. To do what? What did she hire these people they to do? They come to the, her house, and she says that she's pregnant, mm. and that she's in labor with a stillborn baby, and the hospital keeps sending her home, and she's around 23 to 26 weeks pregnant, and she's laboring and having this stillborn baby. First off, they're never going to send you home, I don't think, if you're going to, if you're like Absolutely. laboring with a stillborn, they're going to be like, so stay here. So, he scammed all these doulas, and these doulas provided their services oh for no. free because they thought because that it was a stillbirth. It was a stillbirth, mm -hmm. and, and they wanted traumatic. to support her, and they massage her, and they care for her, <sighs> and, and go they get a massage. On her. <laughs> And you she know, she just want to pay for it. That's the point. It's a fetish, so they want to. Yeah, like, mm. it's it's very interesting. So just a, a side note. I know you don't even need to comment on that if you want to, <laughs> but if you are interested in that kind of a story, it was wild. The whole season dedicated dozens of doulas. They have a Facebook wow. group full of doulas that this woman has scammed. Oh my god. So, so what happened? Okay, sorry. We we won't go don't go into that. Yes. We'll talk anyway, about it. Okay. Table. So I'm so. Doulas, does insurance pay for that or do they, how does the paying? Yeah, usually? so it's in limbo land right now as far as like insurance coverage. Yeah. There are, so the institute that I'm going through is called Maternity Wise and they are like a newer institute. Uh, but we basically all get the same training. There's so many different things that, like, places you can go through. It's, like, for hair. Like, you can go to Le James. You can go to Aveda. Aveda. Like, you can go. But okay. you're all going to generally get the same stuff. Okay. Yeah. So it's very similar to that. It's, I would consider it, like, a trade school, okay. kind of. The one that is, like, the most well-known is called Dona. It's called Doulas of North America. And they are, like, the most well-known. And a lot of times insurances will cover them if they're certified through DONA. Sometimes they won't cover you if you're certified like through like a private like, practice type of thing. Yeah. I just assumed that it wasn't covered by insurance. That's really Same. interesting. Mm -hmm. Actually, I was listening to the radio and I heard that Molina Healthcare, that's like uh, mm -hmm. the state insurance is, mm -hmm. that's here now, was saying like doula coverage if you qualify. And I was like, no way. What? Yeah. So that's it's dope. Yeah. It's they're coming being around. recognized. Yeah. Because I think they're realizing that like with doula care, there is statistics to prove that like with a doula, you have 39% decrease around there of less C-sections. You're also like 39% less to be dissatisfied with your birth too, which dissatisfaction leads to a whole bunch of like mental health problems. I was going to say mental health is and being And then they're paying for that. Hard too. Like I, you wouldn't want to go back to the same place that you maybe have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's so much, they're realizing they're starting to become like this connection in the medical world, I think, and just mm -hmm. with women mm -hmm. learning more about birth, they're realizing that like all these things are leading to problems like I don't know if people know that there's significant in increases in risks with an induction as mm -hmm. something as simple as getting Pitocin. Yeah. The risk of your uterus rupturing, it goes it's up. It's basically a whole snowball after you yeah. have one intervention. It's, oh, yeah. oh next, next, yeah. Yeah. They literally call it like the intervention waterfall yep. because it like starts with your water breaking. Oh, then you're on the time clock of you yep. have to have this baby in 24 hours. Your contractions aren't picking up. Let's try Cervidil and then Pitocin and then all these things. Yep. And oh. C-section. Yep. Ooh. And I'm not to say I'm not saying that having your baby but like, seems to be like the yeah. the trend right there. Yes. Yeah. That's that, always that's the whole point is mm -hmm. that's just so, and then backed friend. It's not like I'm saying it's not to say that if you have your baby via C-section that it's bad. Like, no, no, no. I'm not saying no. that at all. I'm not shaming anybody for having a C-section. Sometimes babies need to be born that way because mm -hmm. they're stuck or there was a legitimate reason why your labor wasn't progressing. All I'm saying is the medical field tends to try to see birth as something they need to fix and something that needs to be rushed along mm -hmm. when it's totally normal it sounds horrible but it's totally normal for a woman to be in labor for 48 hours that's totally normal mm -hmm. and it's totally normal for a woman's labor to stop 
-hmm. or stall and start back up. But in the medical field, they see that as that's a problem and we need to get it started again. Yep. So that's where we run into the issues and the interventions. I agree with you personally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Okay. So going back to the beginning, sorry. So she, the person that you had as your doula, the person that you took over for, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. is that like how you got connected? That's how you decided that you wanted to do this? Yeah. So essentially I was <laughs> about like a year ago, literally, I was like eight weeks postpartum with my last baby mm-hmm. and I had her come over to help me with some stuff and we were talking and she's, have you ever considered being a doula before? And I'm like, hormones raging through my body. I'm like crying. Are you really asking me this right now? Like, (laughs) are you serious? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I really have. I'm like, ever since I met you, I think it's the coolest thing that like what you do is so cool. And at the time I was in this like business side of my career and, oh, I got to focus on that (laughs) when I first met her. So I was like, yeah, that's just like a far-fetched dream. I'll never be able to do that. I got out of that position and am now in a position where I was like, I can actually do this. Like I could go back to school, get certified to be a doula and make this a career. And yeah, that's how it started. We were going to start as like partnership and like work together. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was going to train me. And then some, the universe did some crazy things in her life and threw a business in her lap essentially. And she's like, I got to take it and I got to hand this off to Kenna. And I got pushed into it faster than I expected, (laughs) but it's okay because I have a feeling that if I would have waited, I don't think I would have like fully dove into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So did she say like, why like you? So she said essentially like the talks that we've had throughout like my whole pregnancy, postpartum, labor, all this the whole time that I've known her, she's, I really think you'd be good at it. She said that she's talked to other women before and she's, it just wasn't a good fit. She just thought that it was a good fit for, she trusted me essentially. To hand. I people get went it. Off vibes, you I know? get it. <laughs> yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I just met you like 20 minutes ago yeah. <laughs> and you could totally support me during my birth. Oh, you just have you. such the vibe for it. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. It's vibe you're giving me yeah. goosebumps. Yes. <laughs> so you. I can see how she saw that in you because you. it's contagious. You just have it. Yeah. Some people and got it. Some people don't got yeah. it. I don't got, got it. it. <laughs> I don't got it. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. I know I had one girl tell me I could never be a doula. I'd be like, push the damn baby now. Oh, you're you're screaming too off. much. Yeah. <laughs> too loud. Too loud. You're hurting my ears. Yeah. So it was just a like divine she, intervention. Yeah, yeah for literally. Real, for real. And there was just so many synchronicities with everything happening that I'm like, this is like meant to be. And like funny that you mentioned divine intervention because I don't know if you guys are into astrologically like astro stuff. Yeah. I, I all I know Astrology. is I'm a Taurus. Okay. Well, so <laughs> can like, you tell? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's this thing that happens. It's called so like you have all these planets that show up in your birth chart, right? It's not just your sun sign. It's like your moon, your Mars, Jupiter, like all the planets make an imprint when you're born. And Saturn is the one that comes around every 30-ish years. And when you have your Saturn return, they say shit starts to hit the fan. And if you're not on your path, Saturn will make you go towards your path. And that's right on time for me. So it's my path is being like, I'm being pushed on my path, essentially, to like where I'm supposed to go. So. You have a sun sign? (laughs) (laughs) You got it all, baby. You got it all of it. Interesting. Well, I'm... I don't know much about it, so that's interesting. Yeah. So what's been your favorite part of this journey so far? Like (sighs) the journey, but also the things that you actually do. Sorry, that's like a big jump to something else, but. Yeah, I just love educating women Mm -hmm. and especially educating them on like how cool their bodies are. I think the woman's body is like the coolest thing ever. We like, we literally make life and sustain it afterwards yeah yeah and like hearing that too during a labor because I remember a nurse told me because I told her that I really just want to know epidural Mm -hmm. and she said I think women are superheroes is what she told me and that just you're like hell yeah we are I got this to just keep going Mm -hmm. so like hearing that definitely would push me yeah and motivate me yeah and so I the I also love seeing women go through a birth and like they get to fulfill that fire that they had in Mm -hmm. them their goals that they had in them the one of the births I attended 
she was getting induced and it wasn't necessarily a medical induction. It was an elective induction. And I was, Ooh, here we go. And really nervous about it. But it actually turned out really great. And she had her very last baby non-medicated and did it. And she's, I'm so excited. This is awesome. And she was just like, I just love seeing that in them. So to get to know that, I get to be part of that too, to help them along their journey. But then also just like supporting moms and letting them know that there's so much going on in societal standards or mom shaming or parent Mm. shaming and everything and letting them know that whatever you do is okay. It doesn't matter. Is it really going to matter in two years? Is this going to matter in two years? No, then let's just get through it. There's so many things in life that I think moms hang up on or get there's so many pressures yeah Mm -hmm. so much pressure Mm -hmm. and to let them know like it's okay to be you and it's okay to do what you think is right for you because it's not going to be right for somebody else like no matter what you do is not going to be the same with another family or another mom it's all different so just supporting women and educating them so how far do you stay with your client or the, the parents after so birth? After birth, I usually stay there for the first two hours. And then after that, as long as everything's looking good, I let I get out of their hair so they can take a nap or take a shower or just get one-on-one time with them and their spouse or their partner. Um, but essentially, I'm there for like at least the first hour just to make sure that like you get if you want to breastfeed, you get a good like first latch. Cause that's like super important to make <sighs> sure so breastfeeding hard. is yep. like good. Um, and not a lot of the nursing staff is versed in it. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get a good nursing staff that they have like IBCLCs and CLCs and all, all sorts of stuff where they are very well educated on breastfeeding and they mm-hmm. like encourage it a lot, which is great. And then I don't have to do as much. I'm like, you're in good hands. I'm just going to get the heck out of your, everybody's way and call <laughs> me if you need me. I'll be right back. But yeah, for the, at least the first like hour or two, I stay there. Okay. And then if they want postpartum care too, I can come visit them more in the hospital or the birth center, or I just meet them when they get home. It's whatever they need. It's I have to be like super flexible because I can't be like, this is what I offer because it might not fit to somebody. It sounds like the experience is very customizable. Yes. yes. So you wouldn't be like, okay, you're six weeks postpartum right now. I'm going to don't Unlike call Unlike the medical no. system, which is okay. not very customizable. You get your six-week check. You mm-hmm. get this at your yeah. six-week check. Hey. You get this. It's what do you need? What do mm-hmm. you want? I just love that about doulas and yeah. your, your role is that it's just so whatever the mom mm-hmm. thinks is best yeah. or needs yep. to a certain extent. But, yep. Yeah. And I think it's important too, because I think moms just get overlooked. I, I just felt that way with my first one. I was overlooked. Like it was all about the, the baby. baby, the baby. And I was like, well, Jane. no one's asking me how I'm feeling. And yeah. my husband can do what he can, but he's just, he's exhausted. He's new at this too. And yep. I felt bad. But And I, I'm finding that a lot of supportive husbands, they are like, they feel like they're not doing enough because yes. they don't know what to do. Cause they're like, you're the one feeding the baby. If you're breastfeeding, you're the one feeding the baby. Mm-hmm. You're the one doing, you're the one that can comfort them. And it's because they were in you for nine months and <laughs> they know your heartbeat. They know your smell. Yeah. I find that husbands are also like, they essentially are like, I feel like a piece of shit. Like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. Calvin and struggled just as much as I did. Like I would say I had postpartum depression really bad with Gus, my first one. And I feel like Calvin had it also because it was men can get postpartum depression idea. Yeah. And we were like halfway through my pregnancy before we even found out that we were pregnant. Yeah. So we were both like, Ah, what's going on? (laughs) What are we supposed to do? And he was just as fucked up about it as I was. Yeah. Oh yeah. My husband had postpartum depression. Same thing. Like, especially after the first one, it was such a huge life change, life adjustment. Yeah. Yeah, so it's actually, it's not talked about a whole lot, but men actually can get postpartum depression Mm -hmm. and postpartum anxiety, postpartum Mm -hmm. psychosis, like all the things that women can get, men can get as well. Because Mm -hmm. it's not just a, like, if you talk about, it's a, it's a cultural change that happens within your like immediate family. It's not just hormonal. No, it's not just hormonal, but there is a hormonal change that happens in men too. Mm -hmm. So their testosterone level is like lower after you have a baby. Mm -hmm. And it's essentially because like their instincts are to like, not to be all like manly men and I'm going to go do all these things. Like they want to nurture mm-hmm. now. So like their hormones. Yeah, no that there's a hormone change. Yeah. So their yes. testosterone levels like lower a little bit in men. And then like 
in the women, your amygdala. I think it gets bigger. I, there's so many things that my brain is Man. just flooded with information. I'm like, I think this is it. But there's so much that happens and that can also happen in men too. It is actually, there's a percentage out there. I don't know. I don't want to be throwing out statistics and not actually have it right but men do get postpartum depression like for sure everybody was checking me Mm -hmm. like screening me for postpartum depression and I'm like do you need to check on my husband like he's not okay I'm okay he is not okay and now finally after our second he like went to a psychiatrist and got medication is like feeling better and this is what I needed this whole time so Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up. That's yeah. a really good point. And that's yeah, something sure. not even heard we, of. Yeah, no one we talks are about absolutely that. Yeah. have yeah, dealt with that. In they don't talk about well. us, but they also talk even less about husbands. <laughs> uh-huh. so for sure. Yeah, it's all definitely. about the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It is. Yeah, which is nice, but it's also like depressing. Yeah. I, uh, is this where you stop? Or do you feel like you are going to go on and do midwifery after this do you feel like you're on that train right now my vision is no I get asked that question a lot everybody's oh are you gonna pursue midwifery after this or do that and I'm like I don't think so and the reason I say that is because I'm really passionate about the postpartum period okay and taking care of the mom mm-hmm. and not just taking care of, hold the mom, not the baby. Yeah. So they're very separate roles. So yeah. I think and like favorite. a midwife is great and we need them and mm-hmm. everything, but they, but they end right, yeah, after, they can birth. End right okay. after birth. And it's like a more, you make an appointment to go see them for checkups and stuff like that. And there is more frequent checkups than just a regular OB doctor you would have with, mm-hmm. but it's still not that personable. Let me come to your yeah. Let me come to your house and make you some tea or coffee or bring you food or Mm -hmm. like nourishment type stuff. So that's I think right now my heart's really in doula work. Well, and it 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 is a lot of schooling. Yeah, it's not just it's uh, about so you have to be a registered nurse. Mm -hmm. You have to get your bachelor's degree in nursing, and then you have to get your master's degree in nursing. And sometimes there's even a post certificate after you get your master's PRN, then right. So is that, that is? is about six to seven years of schooling. Mm-hmm. Oh my! It's a lot. From scratch, just to to be a mid, not just to be a midwife, to be a midwife. Yeah, yeah. So you have to go through all of the nursing stuff, and then you have to go through midwives, get midwife certified too. So usually, you have to. A lot of schools, when you go for your nurse practitioner or anything beyond just just the registered nurse, you have to have X amount of years of experience mm-hmm. in that field. Mm-hmm. You hear of CRNAs who mm-hmm. get nurse anesthesia. You have to work as an ICU nurse for X number of years before you can even apply to the master's degree program. So you end up in school just as long as like a doctor who goes through four years of pre-med, four years of medical school. And then residency and what have you, what have you. (laughs) Yes. And you make less. Yeah, but I feel like it's so rewarding. Yes, it would be. And if that's your path, that's your path. A lot of labor and delivery nurses are go on for midwifery and a lot of them go on for to be a family nurse practitioner and care for the moms and the babies afterwards mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's super interesting. It is very yeah. interesting. Yeah, I would have died to have midwives for both of mine, but yeah. there's just not a lot of It's a different experience from what I hear. I've had mm-hmm. doctors all three times, but I've heard that having a midwife is very a different experience. I've been yeah. in on several... I'm a nurse, and I've been in on several deliveries, and I just have noticed things like, for example, one that comes to mind is like a perineal massage when the baby's crowning versus <sighs> just like letting you tear versus an episiotomy versus, Ooh. yeah. So um, what do they do? So take lubricant and they just work around the baby's head okay. and they stretch and they help the vagina pass the baby. How the hell people be like just sitting there with the baby head yeah. half out your and vagina they just, though? They I sit there and they're so patient and they... It was just a magical birth that I witnessed. It yeah, was great. it's definitely like midwifery is like there's, I'm sure it's different with everybody and I'm sure there's like midwives who aren't this way, but it's very like, it's going to happen when it's happening. It's very laid back. Mm-hmm. Like they Love don't want to intervene like in any way if they don't have to. They're like very hands off. A lot of midwives like don't like to do the typical like screenings that you get at like OB doctors. And they tell you like, if you want that, you're going to have to go to a different clinic to get it. But if you're seeing an OB or like a midwife, usually you're not going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go get all these screenings Mm -hmm. too. So Mm -hmm. I know 
I have a girl who I just talked to and she's, yeah, I declined like the first ultrasound to see if the baby was viable just because I didn't want it. And she did the anatomy scan, but she was like, I was like iffy on that too. She really wants a hands off. It's very, it's really cool. Really cool. Love that. 10 out of 10. Yes. (laughs) Wish I had it. Dang it. Oh, midwife. Oh, Hell yeah. Mm. I wonder, do they have any around here? Are they Charles do. City. Yeah. There's a pretty... There's two midwives in Charles City at the Reputable. Floyd County Medical Center, and they Ooh. are amazing. Yes, I've girl. been like... Really good things. Nice. My sister-in-law went to one. Yeah. The one and just magical. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very different from doctor to midwife. Yeah, very different. And just like the care there too. So there is a, a nurse, a labor and delivery nurse there too, and she's just she's just the best thing ever. Seriously, she was telling me about how like... When, if you call and say you're coming in and you're in labor, she'll prep the room and turn the lights down and like all these different Mm -hmm. things. And I'm like, I wish I would have had my babies over here. What the heck? Do you imagine a nurse who's so excited to be a part of your birthing experience? And she was. Everybody should feel about their damn careers. Yes. And the last birth. Is that for my ER patients? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yay. We're getting a gunshot victim today. Let me just. But you know, I do. Okay. So like warm blankets. Yeah. That'd be nice. Make them feel There are things that you can do. It's just a lot different than an outcome. Yeah. It's a lot different. And that's funny that that they do that because I was expecting that when I went into the first time. I was like expecting like a hotel. Yeah. Like they're going to take care of me. Yeah. Gesture for you. Yes. But red carpet. They're like, yeah. Right over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're like, like okay. sit down. We gotta get vitals. Like, so okay, bye. Don't eat, don't drink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember, but it was not magical the first time I went. Yeah, so I love it that they are going beyond and. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been else. like referring everybody over there. Honestly, I've literally had two of my clients transfer over there. Do they from... take feedback? They don't. Okay. They're working on it though. They're working on it because the problem is they're such a small hospital. They can't get the funding to get like all of it and stuff because they also want to do water bursts too. They told me, and there's so many stipulations. You have to have someone on call. You have to have someone in house for the entire labor. Like there's so many because of the probability. Like if you've ever had any surgery done to your uterus, the probability of your uterus rupturing is high, and they want to make sure you don't like hemorrhage or all these different things. So there is a lot of stipulation with it. And yes. that's why I know a lot of hospitals don't offer VBACs mm-hmm. is because of the risks involved, but it's still possible as well too. Yeah. Yeah. We know it. Yep. Woo! <laughs> oh my gosh. It was just magical. It was, it was wonderful. I wouldn't go that far, but it, um, it was oh, a VBAC? better than my, they both suck to be honest. I don't know. Oh Can man. you explain it? A VBAC is vaginal birth after cesarean. Yeah. So after you have a C-section, they usually make you have another C-section. Yeah. Oh. Because essentially your uterus has been cut into. It's so it's got a weakened point in it. And so that's where the risk of uterine rupture, rupture. can happen. Mm-hmm. And so, you can bleed out and die from yeah. that. But yeah. the biggest thing is, especially if you had a VBAC, you don't like that if you're induced, that's where your rates of your the rupturing can be insane because you got natural oxytocin pumping Mm -hmm. you through with your natural contractions. And then you got synthetic oxytocin, Pitocin getting pumped through you and giving you synthetic contractions too. And it's like way too much strength that your uterus can't handle it and rupture your uterus. So. My goodness. That was a great question though. Yeah. I, you always said that, but I'm like, I was always like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Where did you go, Sarah, for yours? Uh, I went to, through Gabrielson. And, and Clarion? Then, yep, and then okay. Clarion, yep. Yeah, that's why I That's a that. tiny hospital, too. Yeah, but it, was it nice. is a pretty small hospital. It it's nice. a, But they have, like, bigger funding because it's through Iowa Specialty Hospital. Yeah. So sure. they have a lot better funding They and have stuff. a lot of, like, doctor sharing. Like, my doctor oh. that came in they was, all like, driving like... in from Iowa City. Mm-hmm. I know. I, he was, like, on the phone. He's like, so how you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> How's it going? What's going on? I'm like, yeah, okay, just get here. Let's, let's... <laughs> like, hurry up. Yeah. I'm what having a baby. What do you think I'm doing? Get out of here. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Iowa Specialty has a lot more resources because they have like like bigger hospitals they're a Um, multi-hospital yeah conjunction or whatever yeah nice yeah surprised by that yeah that's great and you said you went to i'm sorry my brain no that's okay waterloo waterloo okay see one in waterloo okay nice oh do they still do that there Mm -hmm. do they do they Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i just had i had that ob nurse the one that like 
is yeah. goes yeah. all out. Yeah. It's like a birthday She's party. Phenomenal. Every time Andrew's birthday comes, I think about how an amazing nurse that I had. And wow, that's yes, sweet. I love it. I should really write her like a Daisy Award or something because she just was phenomenal. And yeah, he came so fast, and it was, and I, I birthed him myself. Oh, and she Kourtney did. Kardashian, yeah, like, yes, caught him. They were, yeah. Um, oh. And there was a, a student there, and that was their oh. a nursing student, and it was their Awkward. very first. No. Oh, oh my gosh. they were like, I'm really like everybody, come in, gather oh, right. around. <laughs> that was me too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Just oh. shut up and don't talk. Like, <laughs> yeah, turn the lights off. Don't talk to me. She <laughs> came so fast, and so I was like, Have you ever? I was said to the nursing student, I'm sitting there. I got my epidural. I'm just chilling. And I'm like, have you ever felt a cervix before? Go ahead. Come on up. You're get disgusting. a sterile glove on. Feel a cervix. But she's a nurse. So she's like, a nurse. Right. So she's used to it. Still. Like, and she's so like fellow inside of there now. The, the nursing So many people was in your like vagina. literally jumping for joy yeah, after he was probably. born. Because she's like, this is just the, she came up to me, this is just the coolest experience I've ever had. I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. Awesome. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love so, it. Wild. Oh, I love it. Wild. Yes. <laughs> is there anything that you don't like about this job anything that you would change anything that you would yeah like anything you don't like little that is a really good question so I am very new to it so I I don't have a whole lot of experience with it but like I've heard there's you're gonna run into women who are very like this is how I want things this Mm -hmm. is how it has to be all sorts of stuff and I think that's where I would possibly say like, I'm sorry, I don't think this is a good fit because that's where a lot of like tension can happen. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I can't control your birth. I can't make wave a wand and make all your birth wishes magically come true. That's not, it's not anything that I can do at all. And so like for somebody to be like so controlling over like how it has to be Mm. I think that would totally deter me and be like yeah we're not a good fit together I can so you would deny them yeah I think so my when I went in for my VBAC my doctor said the same thing she did a screening on me she knew I was coming for a VBAC and she goes you're gonna have an IV and that's not something that we're gonna discuss yeah there's like non-negotiables there's some non-negotiables and if she says if you agree to all of those things then I think we're going to be a great fit and if not I really can I would be happy to refer you to one of my colleagues yep Mm. oh I would be unhappy with that I would have gone somewhere else Mm. I really don't like that I wish that's something that I didn't like that about this experience at Clarion was that this was a doctor that I'd never met Mm. never worked with Mm. And he just came in and was like, I'm going to do this. And I was like, I really don't want that. And that's in my birth plan. And I don't like that. Like before this was a conversation. See, and I wish that's something I didn't like about this. I'm like, I want to be with this lady who I'd been talking to this whole time and knew all these things already. And then I get this random dude and I'm like, get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Other thing too is women, whether you admit it or not, like you're not going to feel as comfortable around a man as you are around a female. So it's just... The nature of it too way back in the day like when they were writing like birthing books for like doctors to go to p- women's houses and give help give birth to a baby like literally in the book it was it said do not go into her quarters until the female nurse has given you permission to go in there and you essentially be in there for the shortest amount of time possible and then you get out because you are going to stall her labor mm. or stop her labor because she is uncomfortable with an unknown male in her presence during Maybe labor. Maybe that's why it took me so, so long. So it's possible. Rude. It's true. If some strange man shows up in mm. your room when you're laboring, you're going to be like, um. and he going to stick his whole hand up there. Exactly. And, um, yeah. Like, that's not what uncomfortable. I wanted, sir. Uncomfortable. Yeah. So like Rude. birth is definitely something that you also have to respect the boundaries of and respect the woman who is in labor. There's women who let people feel yeah. her cervix. <laughs> She's like, I've never met you before, but come on in. And then there's other women who are like, I don't want any cervical checks. Like, you're not touching anything. I will let you know when I have to push. I wish I was like that. More assertive with my first. Yeah. Because I felt like I had just nurses just swimming their whole hand up me, and I'm screaming in pain. Yeah. And then they were like, are you sure you don't want an epidural? Mm. And then I was like, And see, I'm so like... I'm so anxious. I'm like, how far am I? How far am I? Is it coming? Is it yeah, happening? You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, it's so interesting how we've all like had just, birth and we've all had such different. vastly different I think we're probably more on the same. Yeah. Field see, and I'm more like are, you but. too. I'm more like, yeah, check my cervix. I want to know. Am I getting mm. further or not? I'm not very, don't touch me. That yeah. doesn't bother. Like information is what mm. I want. And if that's going to give me information to know that I'm progressing, yeah. then 
I'll take it. I'm the person who would be at home in my own bathtub and I would wait until the last second and be like, like oops, oops, guess oops. it's too late for a C-section now. <laughs> right? That, that didn't after an experience, after yeah. you go through it the first time, then you're yeah. a little bit more, no, this is, I know exactly what I want. Yep. But my first one, I was just like, okay. Yeah. I was just so submissive. Yeah. And I hated that. Yeah. And I think about that and I'm like, I wish I put my foot down and I yep. wish I, all these well, what ifs. Yeah. And you're in pain. Yeah. Like, labor is painful. Like, and they are coming to you with all these things and this assertiveness too. And then especially if it's a male that's coming to you with this like assertiveness, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And I'll if you like, don't okay, okay. not consent, you are consenting. If you say nothing, they're going to do it. Like you're <sighs> consenting. You literally sign a piece of paper saying like, whatever you think is best for me, I agree to. Literally. If you don't say, no, I don't want that, they will go forward with it. From a small business owner perspective, how are you advertising your services? Is there somewhere our followers can find you on Instagram? or Right or- now, I'm just on Facebook. My business name is Mindful Maternity. And I just post quite a bit on there. And then also, I like try to go out to other moms groups or like breastfeeding groups, different things like that to just make connections. This area does not have a whole lot of doulas. I think I'm like the only one mm-hmm. in this area. And but I feel like word of mouth is yeah. just so much better. That's the other yeah. thing. You have thousands of listeners. Good. <laughs> good. We have like, like 30. Some. It's good. It's good. We all start somewhere, right? True. Yeah. But yeah, word of mouth is the biggest thing. So I'm like forever grateful for the women who have let me come into their birth experience or their postpartum experience and do what I do. And then just continue to refer me or recommend me to people. So I like definitely would have loved to have a postpartum. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of your services would have been so helpful at about We're four, all thinking. four weeks <laughs> mm-hmm. postpartum. Yes. And yep. I would have been like tearing my hair out and my hair is probably going to be falling out at that time. And I just need someone you're really just like a good friend yeah literally one of my girls that she hired me she's essentially I just want a friend to come over and tell me like hey have you ate today do you need me to take the baby so you can take a shower and I'm like you want me to be your friend okay (laughs) you're gonna hire me to be your friend yeah sure and then the girl that I'm taking care of now she is like a friend that we've cultivated a relationship like but I just met her at the beginning of her pregnancy so I've only known her for nine months and It's just cool to see all of this and get to sit down with her and talk with her about all the things. Like the first two weeks, she was just like in heaven because her hormones were like all over the place. And she's, I'm just, there was this bliss after I had her and it like hasn't gone away. Yeah. And then now it's It's a steep decline. (laughs) It can be for sure. It really can be. Reality hits in. Yeah. Yeah. And then now she's, can you just hold the baby so I can like go do the dishes like a normal person, please? And I'm like, yes, I can do whatever Gosh. you want me to do. I can hold the baby and you can go take a nap by yourself. If doing you want the Lord's to. work. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> actually doing the husband's work. <laughs> I know. That's one thing. I wish that my husband actually it was okay with the second one, but mm-hmm. like he only had a week off with our first. And I was like, Oh my gosh. It's I hard. need you to be here for six weeks, please. Yeah. Craig had four days. Oh, because of farming because or of because farm. You gotta time those babies better. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You have to do them like <laughs> not in September, not in fall. Yeah, <laughs> nope, 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 yeah. Nope. I know, and that's the struggle. Is like working with her. I'm like, we can postpone my services until your husband goes back to work because he's. It's just those three right now. So like, when it's your first, I mean, you guys know how it is. When it's your first, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. he can help you, and you're good, and it's like a, a working together thing, mm-hmm. ideally. But then the second one rolls around, and you're like. Shit, we got to keep that one alive too. Oh my God, (laughs) there's another one. And it's the second one comes around and you don't have somebody to like take the baby for you. Mm -hmm. And so you can just do a quick shower, a tits, pits, ass shower, (laughs) and then get out fast. And it's, yeah, there's not that with the one, two, after your first, it's it's not like that. Yep. Completely different. You bring the other ones in and it's just a big it's just a big shit Everything's show. Yes. Okay. yes, I was literally just going to say it's a shit show. <laughs> it's okay. Well, <laughs> cool. To wrap up, wrote down, I just want to know 
maybe some of your, maybe your best experience, your proudest experience, your scariest experience that you've had so far? Yeah. So I've only attended like a a few births, so I don't have a lot under my belt yet, but I haven't necessarily had like my scariest experience. I've been like nervous about things like with like mom agreeing to an elective induction, there becomes like the The medical intervention Mm -hmm. snowball Mm -hmm. effect. So I was definitely nervous about that, but nothing that has ever scared me yet so far. So that's good. I know there, I'm sure there'll be something around the corner somewhere that will happen. Birds are all different. Like there's not a manual, like this is going to happen because. Exactly. And actually in my schooling, they like prepare us a little bit for, we have a difficult scenarios conversation. You know, what happens when you run into a problem where you're, the baby is unresponsive when it comes oh. out. What are you going to do? And it's, I don't know how you even prepare for that. Like, you really, I don't know how to prepare for that yet. Um, and I'd like to take some more, like, courses on, mm. like, on all of that um, because it's definitely something that could happen. Mm-hmm. We're talking about life here. It's not something that happens frequently for sure but that's something that's that i definitely want to be yeah it's yeah. just there yeah, yeah. emotionally prepare yourself for yeah. Sure. yeah and just try to make sure that i have the resources or like the knowledge to help the family but i would definitely say like my proudest moment was the induction birth that like i was able to get her through that without her needing an epidural like she wanted to do it was without it an the epidural first? it was my first birth yeah her, that no I, like her oh it was her third oh yeah so that that was like a proud moment of me too is this is my first birth it was an induction and it, I was there for 20 hours with her and we did it without and we met all of her wishes so that was like a good proud moment for me oh, nice yeah that. that's awesome yeah that's yeah I always great. appreciate sticking up for each other and stuff mm-hmm. yes. yeah yeah yeah. Do better, Nicholas. <laughs> oh, lordy. Oh, lordy. No, he did fine. Talking shit now. <laughs> don't fine. listen. Don't but, listen. Yeah. I, like I said, I plan on just being done after two, but if, some, know. if something were to happen, I'm really interested in a yeah. doula. And yeah. it's, this is just making me Maybe super excited. you just excited. need to hire someone to hang out with you. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I'll send you Why my not? rates. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I was, I'm the same way. Motherhood is so off the wall for me. Not what I expected it to be. Yeah. Like I was, I came you from a family. You try to prepare yourself, but like life happens. Yeah. And my mother, I have no idea how she did it. She had four children and was in a abusive relationship. Ooh. Bad. And this woman did it gracefully. Let me tell you, because I'm over here with two children and struggling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how the hell did she do this? Like, I have a super supportive husband and I'm going to therapy and like all the things that I need to be doing. And I'm like struggling big time. But my mom was like an all-star at it. And I was like, what the hell? I can't do it. And so I was like, yeah, two and done. No more. I can't. <laughs> I have 5,000. You I would? Could. Oh, hell yeah. Honestly, this I is going to sound it. crazy. I just love the labor and delivery part. Of okay, now okay, I've I literally, I've literally been like, now that I've been studying all this too, I'm like, I just want to give birth again. I don't want to be pregnant. <sighs> I don't want to be pregnant. I don't want to have to deal with the postpartum stuff. I just want to give birth again. Like, no, I, I don't want to give birth. I loved Z. being pregnant. I just loved feeling my stomach. Pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I just Two thumbs it. down. I also feel like being pregnant is just grouty in my mind. <laughs> like I don't like the, there's this, a human inside my human self. And no, I love that. Icky. It's like a parasite. Literally. Yeah, it's yeah. a little <laughs> alien in there. Yeah, and then just, when he came ooh, out, yuck. I was like, that was in me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, I my first one, like I just didn't have that from being. In I didn't liquids. have that bliss. Nasty. <gasps> That's my baby. And I was oh. like, that thing was in me, and I yeah. just pushed it out. Yeah, it was <laughs> just a weird. But my second one, I was obsessed. Yeah. Oh. Lovely. Yeah. I love it Lovely. so much. Thank you so much. Yes. This is You are in our top two guests that we've had on oh. the show. <laughs> we've only had Thank two. You. But <laughs> we're still top. Yes. I'd be happy to come back. So. Yes. Yay. I love that. Awesome. Love it. Follow Motherhood Maternity. What is it? Mindful Maternity. Mindful Maternity on Facebook. Motherhood yeah. Maternity is a clothing store. There we go. It is. So you're not oh, real. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> True. Mindful Maternity on Facebook and connect with you. Yeah. Awesome. This has been Kalissa and Sarah and Hannah and And our lovely guest, Kenna. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.